Welcome to the NY Patriot Show. This episode, I am lucky enough to have on again, uh, probably like one of my highest uh, repeating guests, actually, between my show and the Occult Rejects, I have uh, William Ramsey on again with me, and I cannot be happy enough to have him on again, and uh, I'm also lucky enough to have Lisa co-hosting with me. Thank you very much, Lisa. Thank Absolutely. you for jumping on, especially uh, in short notice. I do appreciate that. And uh, William, I'm sure everybody already knows who you are, but uh, in case you don't, you want to just let everybody know what your stick is? Yeah, I uh, run a podcast titled William Ramsey Investigates in the top 0.5% in the world, according to the Listen Notes. Oh, wow. So I've watched that go up even a half percent in a year. Yeah, it's good kind for of you, man. Slowly in, good for you. Yeah, inclining. Yeah, so. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's. A, <laughs> It's in the top. That's like the top fifteen thousand podcasts. I was going to say you're up there, man. Holy shit! Yeah, it's okay. not bad. I signed a contract with Spotify. I think I'm kind of unique in my approach. I'm wow. willing to talk on a lot of different subjects, a lot of true crime, a lot of non. Nobody really wants to talk about occultism or anything, even though we're drowning in just tons of secret societies and occult ideas and MK Ultra and all that stuff. So I try to focus on that and kind of give it some. Meaning, you know, that's not some kind of vague understanding. Like MK Ultra was really a serious program, like program like the uh, Manhattan Project, almost. So that's kind of what I do as far as the podcast. I've written four books. My fifth book will be published next week. That'll be on the Smiley Face Killers. Good for you. And that's like a good three to four hundred page book. Tons of information. A lot of new stuff. Some stuff that hasn't been disclosed or haven't really been talked about in my earlier documentaries. And then I have five documentaries on Vimeo. People can check those out. They're kind of a cheap man, poor man's micro-budgeted visual well, studies of my books. But I tell you, those are still better than I can do on my own. So <laughs> I was impressed with your movies. So. <laughs> I mean, it's just like... A, I wouldn't have the patience to do all like that. It's a jalopy <laughs> version of a movie. It's not, uh, you know... I didn't spend any money on it. I Actually, I raised... I had a pretty successful Indiegogo for my 2017 movie on um, Smiley Face Killers. I think I raised a thousand or two thousand bucks on it, which oh, for me nice. was good at that time. But um, yeah, so those—that's basically the gist of kind of my work. I am an attorney. I've been a member of the state bar for. I had like this weird confluence of all these events. I've been married 25 years. I've been a member of the state bar in good standing for 25 years. My daughter turned 21. Wow. And I and I finished my thousandth episode of my podcast, kind of almost all in the same month. So. Oh wow! Okay. Congrats! Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Nice. I totally forgot. It's funny when I had first started listening to you, I knew that you were a uh, an attorney, and totally forgot. No, they haven't kicked started... me out yet. They haven't kicked me. Out. <laughs> I don't have any complaint. I've never had any complaints. I have the. I'm in very good standing other than kind of flaking on my bar bill, uh, not, not my actual drinking bar bill, <laughs> my state bar dues a couple times back in uh, my younger days. Other than that, I haven't had any, I mean, I haven't really practiced for a while, so I can't, that kind of keeps you out of trouble as long as you're not, uh, as long as you're telling people you're an inactive member. So I'm not giving legal advice on this discussion of uh, there you go. There you uh, go. Missouri v. Joe Biden. <laughs> Creepy Joe Biden, Trader Joe Biden, <laughs> Judas Trader Joe. Joe. Judas, Judas Joe is probably the best. Judas like, Joe, I like that too. Yeah. In the country down the river. Doesn't really even rep doesn't really even represent us in the Constitution. And he's a lawyer. So some of these people we'll be talking about today are members of some state bar somewhere. Joe Biden, I think, is Delaware. Javier Becerra is California. Mayorkas, the head of the DHS, is an attorney. So these guys should all know. And I think they do all know that they were crossing constitu uh, perceived or should have been perceived constitutional principles by engaging in this massive censorship of which I was the uh, beneficiary. It's not really a great way to say it, but they censored me and got rid of my channels and really mysterious stuff just out of nowhere, you know? Yeah, I know you've actually so, been hit pretty hard with censorship. Yeah, I, I've, so even, I've even, uh, in the last two times... I got a strike. It's because of having you. Uh, it was episodes that I had you on. And the crazy thing is, it's not even like we said anything bad. It's like within a discussion for two seconds, we might say a word that they didn't like. Right. 
And I got I a strike, a- and I was like, yo, out of all episodes and guests, it was Ramsey. Like, yeah, it's probably my big fat mouth getting me in trouble again. But that was actually happened to me. I was on another show. We were talking about another topic, and I said the election was stolen. That was all I said, and that guy got a strike just for saying that. So the the algorithm to, me. to which we are all enslaved went through and grounded through that and found just that phrase. Like, or somebody got flagged or went. But, yeah, I mean, it wasn't even the to topic think. of discussion at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like a banter in between going from one thing to the next. And all of a sudden, I was like, really? Wow. Yeah, so it's like we're in a kind of a dystopia. And the, the mention, there is a mention of dystopia in this decision. So it's a 151-page decision. Tons of facts and very broad. And I think that's really the interesting point of this case is like maybe some of these other cases, the fact pattern isn't. As established, this case, they've done a lot of research. For this case, it was it was filed in 2022, but they deposed Anthony Fauci, Dr. Death himself. So he was deposed. They, the girl who was deposing him called him a Karen. They said that he was whining and really very shrill uh, in person. And so he was deposed, which is interesting because he's, I mean, they're trying to do the same stunts they pulled in the past again, even though he's not there. So... He was deposed. There was another guy, Elvis Chan, who's an FBI agent, was deposed. And people have found that he lied in his deposition. There's been uh, – he lied talking to Congress. And so there was a contradiction, I think, in his testimony in Congress and the deposition, where he said he never talked to anybody, but it turns out he did. So there's a lot of deception by these people from the state agencies, which is very disturbing. But yeah, you said you- there's tons of names, right? It's – you said Missouri before that you... Al versus Biden at Al, and the, almost the entire administration is named is a named individual person in the lawsuit. Like, it's pretty remarkable. Now, you said yourself before you thought a lot of it was rather broad. Well, <laughs> what way? In what way? Like, I, I, th- I was wondering, like, if there's ways of censoring, like you like you said before, uh, might have been broad. I was like, I wonder if they kind yeah, of no. give it like broad. They say it in a broad way, so then like they can tweak it for however which way they want it to mean down the road. Right. I think I think it's very subjective. Saying disinformation is a very subjective statement. So just calling something disinformation is really based upon your opinion. Uh, you can just say one person's information is another person's disinformation. And I think they structured it that way. You see these guys the way they talk. They're trying to ration, in my opinion, trying to intellectualize or rationalize their decision to censor these people. But it is the broad censorship. It's been called by, I think it's Matt Taibbi or Schellenberg, the censorship industrial complex because it's not some kind of like individual thing. There's all kinds of weird acronyms and groups that didn't exist really in the past that are involved in the censorship project. So there's literally something called the Virality Project at Stanford. There's something called CISA, which didn't, I don't think it existed more than three years ago, right? Like it's a, it's a totally new thing called the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency. So they're involved in it. And there's all kinds of, they have just tons of emails and discussions between a lot of the social media people and these other guys who are monitoring it right out of the White House. So it's, it's uh, very telling that the White House is actively involved in censorship of their own citizens. And they, they never dispute, my understanding is, in this case, there was no factual disputes made on the, the facts that were included in the case, uh, up, even in the decision. So it wasn't like, no, that didn't happen. So it's not like the guys who were doing the censorship denied anything. They didn't deny that they wow. did it. Yeah, it's really interesting. So that's very telling. But the, like they are, the, there's so many named things because there were so many people involved in the address. And the way the, the opinion is broken down, again, it was put out July 4th, right? Very important date. But it was like White House defendants, Surgeon General defendants, CDC defendants, that's Walensky, uh, NIAID, that's Fauci defendants. And then all the stuff that they were sensitive about is in the case. So like all the facts, the case are very important for people, to, like journalists, to understand. Like they talked, they, they didn't want the lab leak theory out, right? So that was banned. Hydroxychloroquine, the Great Barrington Declaration, which was written by Bhattacharya and Koldorf, right? I think it was against masking up, which still relevant they're trying to remask the population again is my understanding and then ivermectin and alex berenson who's an individual journalist he i think he's got his own lawsuit uh but yeah there's just all kinds of strange things this virality project 
uh, has these people on there with CIA ties. Like somebody's called her, her name is DeResta, her last name, but she, they've called her flat out CIA agent. So what the hell is a CIA agent doing in these censorship things? Mm. And it's the same thing. If you go back to event 201, the uh, head of the CIA at that time was in on that, that weird uh, event 201 event that happened before the pandemic. Her name was Avril Lane, Avril Lamaine. It's something like that. Avril Haynes. Avril Haynes is her, her name. So these, why are these people from Intel all around all this stuff? So I think that, and the FBI as well. And I, I don't know if they really kind of asked the right questions, because if I would have deposed this guy, you know, who uh, Elvis Chan, I would have asked him who else in the FBI is actively working in these places, you know. Like, how many people do you have? And they, they're filtered through a lot of these offices. Like, we've gone through the Twitter files. There's been the Facebook files that have been um, put forward by Jordan. I think he's not senator. He's uh, <laughs> in the um, uh, House of Representatives, Jim Jordan. So a lot of this stuff has been disclosed. A lot of the censorship information that wasn't public has been published as being publicized. And Elon Musk kind of public. He, like, tried to, I guess, put it out in his good you know, for good measure for people to have, but then he's hired some strange people. Like it's, uh, it's almost like they're prepping up for the big, you know, steal for 2024 to get it censored and get people to take the kill shots and more that. So I'm kind of droning on, but they actually, the, this case has involved a lot of people you see in public. So Robert Kennedy Jr.'s Children's Health Defund, Health Defense uh, Group is involved in this. They've sent in what's called an amicus curiae brief, which is a friend of the court brief. So they're trying to inform people. The government, the, these congressional hearings, oversight committees, they're sending all their information they've compiled. So that got shot over to the Fifth Circuit, right? So there's nine federal circuit courts underneath the Supreme Court. So this case is now in the federal cir- Fifth Circuit in New Orleans, right? And so they're, they're, they, they're the final... Uh, Verbal hearing was, um, it was on the 10th of August, so t- 20 days ago. So I've actually been checking the Fifth Circuit site to see when their decision's coming on, because it'll probably then just bounce right up to the Supreme Court. So I think that this is a very important, it's probably the most important free speech Bill of Rights case of our generation, really. Uh, and like and it I, all spawns basically because of COVID. This whole thing is like spawned out of. Because like a lot of the things yeah. you were saying before is all COVID-related stuff. Yeah, no, it's all COVID. So it, it's like all intertwined with our current date. All these people, political people, uh, the states. Like the states asserted their rights. So the um, Louisiana and Missouri said that this censorship took place in our state. There were five counts. It's kind of interesting because they only addressed one count. So. What they wanted to do was get this injunction done. So they wanted, and the injunction was granted on July 4th, and then it was kind of bounced around and bounced up to the Fifth Circuit. There was a a stay of the injunction that was overturned, and so it bounced up uh, a couple times. Or it bounced, there was like a, a to and fro. So the stay, the injunction is actually not in effect right now. The injunction that was granted on July 4th because it's going up to the fifth circuit but um yeah so there was just a lot of uh people in this but the the court granted plaintiff's motion for a preliminary injunction then the fifth circuit stayed the injunction and set an expedited appeal schedule with briefing so the briefs concluded on the 8th and then the oral argument was august 10th but um yeah, it's all intertwined with everything that happened in the, you know, the stolen election. Well, the election that was disputed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was actually going to ask. Like, that had to have been, yeah, that. Was there anything about January 6th or? I'm trying to remember. It didn't seem like that popped up. It okay. didn't seem to be right. like that kind of issue. It didn't, I don't re- recollect that. Um, but the injunction, well, like, so the, just to get back to the, the mechanics, the injunction to stay the censorship was granted. Because according to all the facts that the judge had, Dowdy, that it would be granted in the future, right? Once they got all the way up. So uh, that was the injunction to, to stop all of the censorship. So um, 
he, he writes, the plaintiffs are likely to succeed on the merits in establishing that the government has used its power to silence the opposition. Opposition to COVID-19 vaccines, opposition to COVID-19 masking and lockdowns, oppositions to the lab leak theory of COVID-19, opposition to the validity of the 2020 election, opposition to President Biden's policies, statements that the Hunter Biden laptop story was true, the opposition opposition to policies of the government officials in power, all were suppressed. It is quite telling that each example or category of suppressed speech was conservative in nature. And and then he says, American citizens have the right to engage in free debate about the significant issues affecting the country. Do you think this will actually go anywhere? Yeah, I think it's going to go to the Supreme Court. I think it's just going to bounce all the way to the top and they're going to try to make a decision on it. Because it's really about uh, government power. Like, are they going to really have a censorship? And one of the interesting thing that, things that is in this court document is, like, they say that this industrial censorship industrial complex is still in place. And people are still moving the pieces around in the back as we speak. Like, people are hiring. They're hiring for, like, some of these other censorship people. So they, this is now kind of a aspect of power is actually censor, censoring the own citizen, their own citizens in the United States. So it's a, yeah. it's a form of tyranny, oh, and every sure. American should be very concerned about it. They all should sit up in their chair because they're censoring really important topics, like some of the bad information that got out. Uh, people got harmed a lot. Not everybody had to take the vaccine, obviously. They should never have given it to kids. Uh, it's not really a vaccine either, so like that's an even bigger con. It's, <laughs> it's really gene therapy. Uh, so they lied about everything on that. So not being able to dispute it, I think, was... Uh, well, even the whole thing yeah. with the testing too is like so shady. It's just like, yeah. it's like one thing after another. There's always just something like questionable about it. You know, come on. I could see if it was just like one thing, but so many things was weird about that. Right. No. And he he also writes the judge writes during the COVID nineteen pandemic, a period perhaps best characterized by widespread doubt and uncertainty. The United States government seems to have assumed a role similar to an Orwellian Ministry of Truth. So some pretty uh, heady words from the old the judge. Yeah. So there's just a lot in there, a lot of names, a lot of instances, a lot of back uh, dealings. During the oral argument on the 10th, August 10th, the, the judges were really interested in the statements made by people from the government towards social media companies and whether they were actually threats or just advice so the way that the defendants are characterizing it is like we were we weren't telling anybody there was no coercion we were just telling them we don't want these sites taken down we'd like you to do that but i didn't it did seem to me like the judge was really buying that he's like no those words are forceful like you want it done now why isn't this taken down now is one of the statements by one of the guys of flarity like well, i want this done away get rid of that you know so it sounded in a there were other statements about the, what is it, uh, Section 230, right? The immunity that these uh, social media companies have. Because it seems like they were, the government was threatening these guys with, like, that sword over their head. Like, we know 230, you better do this. So uh, it was clearly driven by the government, not the social media companies. Not, And I think that's kind of one of the mysteries, at least that I had beginning. Like, why is Google doing this, right? Why is Google taking my YouTube down? Well, they weren't. They were just following orders from somebody from the government. They were fulfilling stuff to like, you got to take everything down that says anything about election, right? So those, those, that's really it. The social media companies were acting at the will of the government. I could, I could say, I, I even feel like even the way social media is, is going, it's like... Uh... Something's weird about it. I, I think there's a lot of censorship. Elon taking over Twitter and then we getting uh, whatever that shit is, threads or whatever, which is like a useless. I mean, it just seems very weird to me. Like something's, I don't know. Yeah, he wants media. to turn X into like uh, WeChat, which you're going to put your financial information on there and do your financial things as well as talk to other people. And he can have my response. Very, I'll have a very clear response. And that is never. That'll never happen. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, he wants to have people's face on there so you you they know for sure um, who you are. Like the reality is, is that that's well, I want the opposite of that. I want anonymity. I want the safety of anonymity and the ability to talk independently. Like 
you're so you'll be self-censored if they know you like exactly where you live and all your finances you're just a total borg like yeah so That's i could be wild. off twitter x uh soon and x is oh, kind that of happens, sinister yeah, symbol wouldn't. too yeah so you probably know more about that neck but x is not like uh, it's co- not benign it's like x-men no yeah i think it's he's told yeah it's there's a lot of occultism surrounding all occultism that stuff stuff, i think yeah. that's just my opinion so yeah we're in a weird state the the whole social media is uh, you know changing and uh did it mention anything sorry if you did mention it and and i just happen to forget um already um did you mention anything or did it say anything in there about like news outlets not so much social media but like actual like news papers and outlets like were they like control i would assume they were controlling them as well i would assume so yeah but i was just wondering if that was mentioned at all no i didn't i don't i don't remember in the any because, like, I understand, we'll focus like, on that because they're not named members, you know, they're mm, not named members. Censoring this. social media, I mean, I, I get that being like really bad, but like, I think if you're actually censoring the news, that's even worse because not everybody's on social media. Most people will listen to the news, though. You know what I'm right. saying? So uh, I could see that really devastating. <sighs> I mean, I think they've been manipulating the uh, the news forever. Mo- Operation Mockingbird, and I mean, that was all revealed back in the '70s. Like, they all had assets, so or at least CIA assets. So I assume that that's all locked up. So I guess this new media, they have to kind of put the, uh, you know, turn the screws in for all these guys, get them under control. See, then I would, like, even think that, like, um, you know, like if the CIA was involved with censoring, uh, the, you well, know, the, the social media like, The rest of girl is a CIA, and there's a lot of spooks around. Like, there's a lot of spooky kind of deep state characters um, who are around in, in these things. So... I think that, yeah, the, these kind of newer things, the CISA and some of that, they kind of had uh, strange characters mm. around there. So, no, just like thinking about, like, I mean, I guess really, if you think about censorship, it's as it's basically if you're saying something opposite than what the news has said is true. You know, so like right. during that whole time, it's like it really was basically unless you're on social media agreeing with the news, you're going to have a problem. And if the CIA is involved with what the news is telling you, I would think they're probably also involved with shutting up the people who are saying the opposite of the news. So you have to wonder, is it like really old, like one big MK Ultra type censorship deal? I mean, it's huge. There's all kinds of different third parties. They tried to wash the, like the censorship through third party agencies too. So like their fingerprints wouldn't be directly on it. So that's kind of another issue is like how they're controlling NGOs, but really they're NGOs. It's kind of like how the U S controls Ukraine, right? They've got a puppet, but really the money and all the control comes from NATO and the U S. So a lot of these are kind of like, zombie corpse or something like that where these guys it's just like a a a nameless faceless zombie corp but it's really the government doing it yeah yeah they have like a puppet but i think it's the new kind of warfare right so these guys are thinking on warfare terms and it's the fourth fifth generation where it's all psyops mind war that kind of thing you know kino talked about that so i mean we've just seen kind of glimmers of those kind of papers but well these guys in the dc probably know everything so they're tr- deliberately trying to create confusion and disinfo and the psyop kind of uh elements to obtain what they what their objectives are really mm. which is making a lot of money selling a lot of vaccines uh <laughs> securing the election those type of you know i oh, think that that's... i can't even imagine the next one I don't know. I had some pretty credible guys like say we're not going to even make it to the next election. I, you know, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I have thought of that because I have said, you know, at this point, I already decided with you we weren't going to put this on YouTube, so I could say whatever I want now. You know, (laughs) Uh, because I was like, I'm sure this isn't going to be YouTube friendly. Um, You know, if if the Democrats think that Trump stole the election, and the Republicans think that Biden stole the election, who the fuck should even be voting next one? Right. right. They, <laughs> they complained each election, just, 2016, 2020. It's just like, so. well, what's going to happen at the next one? Because you're really going to have both sides thinking there's a possibility of stealing. And I just can't even imagine what some of these voting places might turn into. 
I mean, we saw some crazy shit with how people got when they started putting cardboard up on the windows. Right. You know, think about if you got both sides now questioning. You got both drives in, the truck drives in at 3 a.m. You might have both sides being like, yo, which one's fucking stealing this and everybody bugging out? (laughs) We're going to outsteal you. (laughs) I mean, it's possible. You never know. I was just like, yo, I can't see how people could even take the next one even serious after the last eight years. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You know, and it's like... 2022 I could, was sketchy, too. 2022 had a lot of weird things in Arizona. So, I mean, I guess that's where we're at, is we can't even secure... We can spend $100 billion in Ukraine, but we can't even secure uh, uh, accurate voting thing. Like, we failed. Like, we have the highest technology in the world. We can't get a properly editable uh, voting record. Like, well, you got to wait three days. We're counting them up. Why did you buy the counting machines? <laughs> You can't count them right away because my computer, I just hit a button that does it. Like, you've got it all wrong, man. You guys are just fixing it. Yo, what I thought was the the wildest shit is, uh, you know, when they had the presidential, you know, election and then, you know, you have all the Democrats screaming how there was no, uh, you know, there's no election fraud. You know, then you had, I think, what, a year or two later, they had like all those small little things that they vote for out here. You had at least two or three Democrats screaming about election fraud then. But you don't hear about it because it's small little shit. It's not hitting the major news. It's hitting Spectrum or fucking News 12. But I was like, wow, I'm literally watching the motherfuckers who just said this shit doesn't exist using it as their reason for why they're losing. I'm like, yo, you cannot be this fucking stupid. The people who buy that shit cannot be that stupid. What They've the been fuck? complaining about it for a long time. Black box voting. There were other people like complaining in the earlier elections and. I think that the real reason the electronic machines are there are for fraud. That's the only reason. Like, it's there to engage in fraud, backdoor uh, voting and changing the thing. It's easier to get one machine to lie than a bunch of people. In India, 1.2 billion people all hand ballots because they can just go through and verify it. You go in, you put your fingerprint on there, you make your vote. And then somebody can go back in third party and you can do it again. And it should come back and be accurate every time. No variation, right? So the people who run this country, they, they want to fix the elections. That's why they're, that's why they're all electronic. Oh, yeah. You saw the same thing actually happen in uh, Brazil. It was, I mean, you want to talk about an algorithm. Well, Serrano. Yeah. Right. Like you can just see it. It looks totally unnatural. The two lines, it's almost like the Biden election. <laughs> oh, ends up. Well, you know, Bolsonaro's out. Uh, yeah. Like it's almost like, like the odds of that are like comically fake. Almost know. like the ledge, right? And what state was that with Biden? Or it's like yeah. <laughs> he wins. I can't he remember what Trump. state that was. I remember so, seeing that. Shit the other thing is that a lot of these intel guys are probably the ones doing it, right? Because they're the ones who can get away with it. Like they're the ones who are supposed to be defending country but they're the ones fixing the elections like we the cia fixes all the elections around the world but doesn't do the u.s we would never do that guys we never get involved here trust us uh i did you ever ever see that show succession that movie Succession. it's really good yeah and you know there was a thing in that with them you know and i had wondered like again like how how much of this could be truth just put in you know, a TV show. But, like, the news was actually very influential in swinging the election, actually, because of them just coming out and calling something before it wasn't. And right. all the other stations going along with it. Oops, now we got to fucking keep going. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, it's very powerful. Yeah, yeah I mean, so, I mean, you can have someone people. telling you, just fucking call that shit. I know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay, okay. And then that starts the whole bullshit story. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's incredible. I mean, I think that they really, the people who watch TV are led kind of like a herd, right? I don't watch TV, so I don't know what the propaganda I'm supposed to be listening to is. I get the idea. Like, when I see everybody start to wear a mask, I'm like, oh, they've laid out the the mask psyop. Like, I just can tell. I don't even have to watch TV. But, uh, yeah, they have a lot of power. They can lie. I mean, I think that even the indictment of Trump that happened in Georgia that indictment, like as an attorney, it's an embarrassing. Like everybody in America should be embarrassed. Like it's really poorly written, and it doesn't bring into account all of the sketchy, shady things that happen with the election. So they just say right at the intro, it's almost like something from Pravda, where it says, 
Joe Biden won the 2020 election. Like they just like there. And the whole thing that happened leading up to J6 was about, you know, election and ballot issues. Right. That's what mm. people were saying. So. Yeah. That's why I was just wondering if that was a part of the, the censorship thing. Yeah. So it definitely was. Yeah. That's part of it. Wow. Yeah. The idea. Uh, damn. I was going to say something and totally forgot. Uh, we were talking about the election and I forgot. Uh, I have a question. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, Do you ever think that if they cannot secure an election that we would see like a foreign police, like the UN police, our valid areas? That would be pretty bold. I heard they have some kind of foreign police like monitoring Lahaina right now. That's the rumor on the street. That's kind of why I brought it up, right? Uh, I mean... Uh, that would be pretty bold to like have to do that. But I think that if you go to other countries and watch votes taken, there are National Guardsmen and military people making sure nothing sketchy is going on. So I don't know why the U.S. doesn't have those third-party people like filming things of like the ballots come from under the table or whatever. Like, I mean, I mean, it's so important to like. It's like the most important function of the government because that's how the people get tied to the government because their vote counts, right? Like, so I voted for this guy. I got to put up with this. But now your vote doesn't have any meaning, so they can just install whoever they want. I mean, Joe Biden said, if you were a guy in a long-term apparatchik guy in an administrative body of one of these big behemoth places like the Department of Education or the CDC, the CIA, the perfect president is Joe Biden. Because he's never going to tamper with you. He can't even figure out where his bed is, right? So you can just pretty much have a full fiefdom. There's nobody, no pressure coming from the top. The opposite is having Trump as your president, who's notoriously, like, uh, you know, willing to take on conflict and ask questions and look into stuff himself. And that's the opposite of what those long-term kind of, what people call the deep state or those two peoples in Washington want. They don't want anybody to bother them. They just want bigger and bigger budgets right. and no meddling from the, the top. And that's kind of like, that's why Trump, you just had enemy after enemy after enemy. He actually wanted to figure out what the hell was going on like a business. He didn't realize these guys are all super corrupt. They're probably all uh, have funny accounts where they're like doing jobs that are fake where they're pocketing the money. You know, these are all money classic stuff. They just busted a guy. In San Francisco for that, like, you know, he just set up a fake, he had an in-deal, he set up a fake kind of, like, outreach program that nobody in the outreach program knew about, <laughs> like, nobody knew what it was, oh, wow. but it was just going right into his pocket, 150000 So a lot of that flim-flam stuff. I mean, there was, oh, like, there was $200 billion in losses in the um, COVID employment package. Like, they literally lost billions of, it's an incredible sum of money. Like they lost the value of like the entirety of like Honduras or something, you know, it's just incredible fraud. So like my point is Biden is installed for a reason. Oh, Biden, come on. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He can't take care of himself. No. Harris is, <laughs> Harris is really not very bright. She's a totally uh, like two. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. Like it's not my opinion. I think objectively she's really, oh. uh, really kind of the beneficiary of kind of a diversity environment without really a lot of content of character but also she was she's not really kind of like uh my understanding is like she's not even like a person who was affected by all of the biases in the u.s that took place over no, centuries she was not she's at all caribbean and indian so mm-hmm. she's like a, a classic kind of grifter parasite who takes a, a <laughs> part of somebody else who should be getting the money right it really should go to somebody whose dad was you know jim crowed out or something yeah, like that yeah. like that should be the benefit instead she's like got the benefit so yeah, that is, yeah that is really is grifting that's she's funny a disaster. yeah uh, what i was uh thinking before that i forgot uh there has been even a couple of uh, lawyers that i've seen and uh even people on both sides uh republicans and democrats that even said that they thought i th- i think it was the last indictment on trump they said this is just a repeat of one of the last ones and it's useless they said this is pointless <laughs> They're like they're like this is making it look worse now. (laughs) What's really unprecedented, Nick, is that they didn't just go after Trump; they went after all of his attorneys. So all the attorneys that were working with him, uh, trying to figure all this stuff out, they thought that they'd put them into a RICO. Like it's probably the first unprecedented application of a RICO racketeer influence corrupt organization case to 
this vote thing where people were trying to like figure out what happened. So they're just taking the line like, hey, this is a clean and clear election. You guys are all trying to overthrow us. It's really a brilliant kind of inversion, actually. Didn't Giuliani uh, have something to do with the RICO laws? Yeah, he got he got he indicted too. He got no, he bro. I'm saying, but like actually, like writing them or some or like oh, he yeah, or like no, or yeah. like yeah, I, yeah, think, I think so because I yeah, think he, he was, was like I know those laws better than anybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's kind of like I, I didn't really key into it, but they really like to humiliate their enemies or people who are against them, and I think it's it's really kind of just digging their face in the dirt. I really think that that's part of it. It's kind of ugly. It's very ugly. Yo, who like, was that? Personal, like, made it personal. Who was that one chick I saw in the mugshot? She looked like she was crazy. The chick yeah, in the bottom corner, smiling, she had like smiling. that evil face on. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell well, was she? Yeah, but, yeah. Well, it's really crazy. Like now it's like you can't even uh, exercise your legal rights if they're going after these uh, attorneys. I mean, I think that it'll all, if it gets out of the state, or out of what it could county or whatever. There'll be other judges like, hey guys, this is your joke. You know, yeah. he's just, there's no, it's just he, the words that he was using, or there's no, there, I don't think there's really any act like, like it really happened. And the interaction, insurrection was overblown. And Do you think Trump will end up getting stopped from running? You think? Or. That's a good question. I mean, they're trying to move the, I think the criminal case up into March, right? So if he gets. If he gets, you know, railroaded, then he's in jail. Like, I don't know how he can run. For well, I, I, yeah, yeah. And then, well, the thing was, too, then, I, like, let's say these cases don't close. And, you know, he, let's just say he gets elected again. What happens if he gets convicted during being, you know, being president? I don't know. It used to be kind of an off, uh, yeah. you know, they never wanted to, people would just resign or, like, they would never want to actually kind of indict a president or something. Like, that's what they did with Nixon. You know, just get out, and then everything will go away. So we're kind of an unprecedented territory. Yeah, that's been part of the reason why I do even question about the next election, because it's like, you know, if you removed Trump and even still removed Biden, I think that would actually really, like, take away a lot and confuse both sides and be like, I don't even know who the hell to vote for now. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I could really see that causing problems. Kennedy, I guess. Yeah. Now that's exactly it, yeah. <laughs> It's a strange thing because there's not a lot of leadership in the wings, in my opinion. Maybe That's what I'm getting at. You don't have really anybody. Yeah. For, for both sides. You don't have like, like we, all right, we could maybe say like Ron DeSantis, who is still trailing horribly, you know what I'm saying? But each side, I don't think anybody has like another person besides the one, the one face. No, you're right. I think you're right. Like, and that's like normally like odd, kind of. I think. Yeah, if they can't run Obama again. Um, I just uh, yeah. Who else is in the Democratic Party? Like, there can actually like people like Trump to his credit. Like, he has his own kind of fan base. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's it creates saying. a perfect vacuum if they wanted to yeah. install somebody. That's, yeah. yeah, that's what I have. Like, you know, you get rid of both of them. It's like, fuck, you know, who, right. who does each side even got now? <laughs> No yeah, no, it's it's strange times, <laughs> really strange times, and uh, the the West, U.S., NATO is losing in Ukraine really bad. Like the the losses are like one to eight, so the Ukrainians are just getting shellacked. They didn't. They were trying to break through Russian defenses. They didn't even get through the first line of defense. So it's either going to be some kind of weird escalation, or hopefully they'll just negotiate and get that off the table. You know, that's actually a, a topic that I thought about bringing up before. And I was going to ask you since we're talking about censorship. I mean, I, I would assume there's a, a fuck ton of censorship about that, too. Tons, yeah, I think so. I think all the stuff that you get on TV is fake. Like, uh, Putin is a demon. He's a literal next Hitler. Uh, I think the Russians are crazy and uh, maniacal people, and we have to fight them, and they're our boogeymen. I think they're, like, on the list. They're on, like, number 20 of the list of all the problems we've got in the States. Like, we got some massive problems. Oh. So these cities are going down in a big, bad way. They're in doom loops, really. The San Francisco that I saw was really almost a fourth world country, like Mad Max. Like, it was so bad. It was almost like they got hit with a neutron bomb. Because I used to work there back in the 90s, and it was like literally, you had to walk down the street with your like elbows in, because it was, you know, five deep in the, in the sidewalks, like Manhattan or something. And that was empty. Like, it just got hollowed out. So we got a lot of real problems. In the U.S., I don't think that uh, throwing money into some 
Ukraine war about like we're literally supporting the Nazis like that's how bad the yeah, uh, we are that's how bad the propaganda is that's yeah I was gonna say that's why I don't think you when you said there's a lot of bullshit you know, yeah, about no, that it's, it's really bad and they're probably keeping Nazis the are death behind them. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cemeteries in Ukraine are all filled, so you got four hundred thousand dead men who could be doing productive stuff wasted on a war that could have been resolved uh, very yeah. easily in a different way. They just—it's just a tragedy. It's a human tragedy and a financial tragedy that you know never should happen. If you remember, like the whole thing Bush uh, Trump got impeached of, about was asking about corruption in Ukraine. So I think we should just kind of leave the whole place and give up and just yeah. handle some other problems in the States. Like we're on the precipice of a real financial readjustment with bricks. And uh, it could, that, I mean, if the, the dollar be, loses its world currency status, it's going to be a very bad day for all Americans. Yeah. Their money's not going to be worth anything. Yeah. It'll inflate. You've even had Bill Gates even come out and say that Ukraine was one of the most corrupt countries. I mean... <laughs> Always was. Always was. There's all kinds of weird stuff going on there too. It's almost like Mad Max. They've got bio warfare facilities that are acknowledged by Victoria Newland and the Russians. Uh, they have huge trafficking, sex trafficking, child trafficking, organ trafficking, like horrible stuff underground, like unimaginable. Yep. Like when those wars happen, that's kind of the stuff that happens is people disappear. And uh, they had, I mean, they had unspeakable things like uh, happening in Ukraine. So it's, and it's certainly not a democracy. They're lying about that too. They, they installed a guy in 2014. His name was Zelensky. He was a former comedian, not a very good one. And he just does what he's told gets paid and gets uh, as much cocaine as he wants. And, uh, well, I even think that you know, they shut down all the, Sorry. they shut down all of the, other uh, political parties, they're anti-Christian, so they've done a lot of stuff against some of these monasteries and things like that. So, uh, Wasn't there a show that aired in Ukraine about a an actor who got elected as president prior to Zelensky yeah. getting elected? Yeah, but Zelensky played the head, too. So he's literally in the wag the dog kind of thing that actually I mean, became reality. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. That's, that's oh, I can't. Yeah, you can't make it up. Uh, but, no. you know, even this whole, like, installing and just, you know, throwing money at stuff, like, you know, if you really take a look at how uh, even some of, like, technically, I mean, they, I guess you'd call it their army, but, like, Azov and those militias that they have, they're actually militias. And, like, if you think about it, like, my opinion, this is just my opinion, I, I don't think most average people are going to go out and buy all that equipment, all matching, everything uniformed somebody probably just supplied willing people. So in my opinion, that whole country is just being run by who has money to pump into what they want them. Agreed. I would agree with that. 100%. <laughs> it's and completely there, sold. Like stories of like completely Black sold. Rock buying land. Like they're going to just, uh, there's like international jackals and vultures, like just trying to buy up stuff on the cheap. Like it's just a total nightmare. And some of these other kind of new world order characters are like, the rebuild is going to be great, guys. They're not even playing. They're getting money from the destruction, and they're going to get money for contracts to rebuild. Yeah, like that's the way they're thinking. So they're going to benefit to the dip and to the rise again. It's totally crazy. I forgot yeah. what her name was. It's uh, she's the head of like the CIA uh, donation organization, but she's like said this on the record. It's off the charts. And the only reason I even bring up Ukraine is because I do think, I mean, I know it may not seem to be as uh, devastating to our everyday lives as the election or COVID, but I do think those three things were total bullshit, psyops, propagandas, you know. What so, three things? The the election, the war in Ukraine, and COVID. I think there are, yeah. and you, you know, when you mentioned Nazis, you know, Nazis, in my opinion, also deal with, it's not all of them, but somewhere there's magic, I think, involved, which is, you know, my opinion, part of the psyop is the magic. You know, yeah, her so. name was Samantha Power, so she's like oh, going to Kissinger's birthday party. But she's right. the one kind of, she's a heavy, heavy duty, heavy hitter. <laughs> her husband is Cass Sunstein, who wrote the that law article about how to cognitively infiltrate all of Obama's enemies. I don't know if you remember that. 
But Samantha Power's been part of Libya and just all kinds of stuff. Like they're gonna probably do to Ukraine what they did to Libya. You know, just turn it into a wasteland. Yeah. Going forward into the future, what do you think what do you think might come of censorship on like social media? It's a good question. I would hopefully that the um, judiciary asserts itself properly and, and defends the Bill of Rights. Absolutely. The government should not be involved in dictating thought. That's a tyrannical government, so tyrannical behavior. And it should just be up to the people. I'm like a free speech absolutist. You can uh, insult people. You can use the nastiest word you want. It's all good for me. Like, I, love, <laughs> I love when people insult me. I get to know who they are. Like, what are you insulting me on this, you know, today? I've, so, I've, I've, seen, I've seen some good ones on your posts between you and other but, people. Yeah, but I think it's really all political. That's really the whole thing. Is like yeah. They really don't want to censor people because they're going to get their feelings hurt or anything like that. Yeah. They really want to censor because they want to win their ideological war. Yeah. Whoever it is, whether it's on the right, right or the left or anything. Yeah, like no, you're totally right. So they, they don't care about people's feelings or anything like that. But they just also want to come out as, uh, you know, what everybody, everybody wants to kind of be the moral uh, high horse right. on the moral high horse. So the left has its own pieties, just like the right. So I would, I would assume, like, if the, you know, which I'm totally for, the government not being involved in regulating social media, then I would just assume that, the, like, technically Twitter... Elon could just do whatever the fuck he wants too on his platform and nobody could tell him no and just people would decide to stay or not, correct? I think so, but I think that what they're showing, at least in this case, is that there were kind of the, you know, people got their arms twisted. They were threatened. I mean, at least Zuckerberg came out and said that. I don't know how true it is, but he's trying, you know, he's trying to wash his hands up clearly. But I think that the government has, you know, probably a carrot and stick to try to get these guys in, in, uh, in line. Mm. Um, and some of the stuff probably didn't even come out on the court case, you know, maybe not all the stuff is really done obviously through email that has a record. You know, they, they say these guys like burner phones, uh, Slack channels, um, you know, we, kind of stuff like that. Like that's the weird thing about Fauci too, is like, he's being sued in this, but he's like known to have burner phones, like a, like a crook. Like, why do you need a burner phone? <laughs> You're right. just an administrator. Like, what are you, what's up? Yeah, right. That and Fauci got his burner phone and talked to Joe so-and-so. Like, who are you talking to? Gates? Probably talking to Bill Gates. Yo, imagine he'll cut burner phones. That's Speed funny. Dial. I never thought of that, right? I mean, they're criminals, yeah, yeah. too, so, I mean. Fauci is a, a total criminal. He already, there's enough evidence to arrest him. He was referred to the DOJ for criminal prosecution by Rand Paul for lying in Congress. He's, and he's trying to find somebody who'll prosecute him, but they're all trying, you know, focused on Trump. So he was he was big with the AIDS stuff too, wasn't he? he was, I was just yeah. going to bring that up. I was AZT. just going to bring that up. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, they Which disclosed Ebola drug. They disclosed. Do you know how much him and his uh, Francis Collins, I think, was the other one? Do you know how much they made over COVID? Do you know how much their the tranches added up to? Three hundred and seventy-five million dollars. No, not disclosed. So he didn't have to, Fauci didn't have to disclose that he was making money. He was benefiting from his own policies. And that's actually in Congress. Congress didn't have enough teeth to compel him to disclose any back channel funds that he was making. So he was making his gazillion dollars promoting masks, remdesivir, all that stuff. It's still wow. going to be filtered out in time. But I think it's going to even show what a mo- total monster Fauci was over time. Absolutely. Not to put you on this. Not an objective opinion. Like the, who do you want? You have. Yeah. There should be laws. I mean, if this country survives, there has to be laws in these administrative agencies that their salary is enough, and that right. you. I mean, or something, where they they're they're prohibited from benefiting from their own policies, and the and that's just the tip of the iceberg. You got a full on revolving door, where these pharma companies are really running these huge things, and nobody yes. complains. Yeah. So. It's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. Not to uh, put you on the spot, Lisa, but um, Fauci didn't have anything to do with Lyme disease ever, did he? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I was just wondering I, I if he had his I hands in that too. I name on there. The only thing I <laughs> okay. know about Fauci was when um, Kerry Mullis was kind of chasing around the country wanting to debate him back in the late 80s because he wanted to use PCR, which Kerry Mullis invented. He wanted to use PCR as a diagnostic tool. And he kept telling him it's not used for that. It's only for amplification of genes, I mean, of, of genetic material. 
and that that was one. And then the whole um, and you carry Mel's had his own thing about HIV and AIDS. But yeah, that's the only thing I saw that. And to think that Fauci was even involved in all that, trying to push, you know, that failed Ebola drug and then the PCR thing. And then now we have this with COVID pushing remdesivir and then pushing PCR. It's like a repeat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. So. Yeah. yeah, he's uh, he's now ensconced at Georgetown. Like you have like one of the biggest criminals in American history is literally like I think a professor at Georgetown or teaching classes at Georgetown. That's crazy. It's totally yeah. insane. Yeah, totally insane. Yeah. Like just a, a robber baron um, and a frontman for for big pharma. Wasn't know, his and, wife? Isn't his wife like one of the top dogs for? Was it NIH or something? I think it's something like that. Yeah. So they yeah. were kind of a terrible. Yeah. And I think their daughter were over Twitter too, which is yes, amazing. yes, it was like the whole family was yeah, involved like, uh, in all of that. Yeah, so I mean, there's other like Fauci has made just incredible statements and decisions. Like Remdesivir, <laughs> they knew from the study that half of the people died, but that's like a protocol. That's a protocol because they pay get paid big fat stacks. You know, I don't know, I don't know what they take, but it's a. Uh, it's like I wouldn't. I'd run, run. Death is near. I think that's what somebody said. And it's really true. Yeah. So, but that's all tied up with all the stuff. These guys were all sued for that. So CDC, NIAID, like that's Fauci. So these guys were all involved in actively suppressing speech. And I think that they tried to get Fauci to admit that that he was actively involved in suppressing speech. But he never. I don't think he in, in the um, deposition that he actually admitted it. Oh, that'd been great to hear, actually see it come out of his mouth. Well, you saw the changes in definitions of just basic biological concepts of yeah. vaccines, of immunity. I mean, right before your very eyes. Yeah, they've even changed I mean, the the yeah. the meaning of uh, recession <laughs> in the well, last year. Fauci changed the meaning of gain of gain of function. Yes, like that's exactly what he did. This is not gain of function. They were actually having kind of a mis- and disinformational talk of Rand Paul and Fauci. And Rand Paul could not get Fauci to actually agree to what was going on. It was a textbook example, example of gain of function. He just dodged around it. That's not gain of function. Increasing something's, you know, uh, transmissibility to humans. That's not gain of function. When it, obviously it is. Which it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And that's the whole thing. Like you watch these people, whether it's Samantha Power or Fauci, they know they can just lie bald face to Congress and get away with anything because they know that it has no teeth. Oh, didn't she even teeth. admit she lied, though? I think so. Yeah, I think she admitted You don't, tra don't trust her at all, man. She's a no. total. Talking about the chick with the scarf that was always there next to him, right? Uh, that's Burks. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, her, didn't she actually same, admit that she had energy? Didn't she? I'm pretty sure she admitted she lied. Actually, I'm almost positive. I think you're right. I think yeah. she did. I think she did admit she lied, and I think she went and got a, a fat job at a, a pharmaceutical company too. After that's she what's so her. crazy. We'll pay it you is. more if you say you didn't lie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh man, it's totally corrupt, dude. It, I mean, you really—if you take the time to look into the big pharma, it's terrifyingly corrupt. Yeah. Fudged. Oh. Uh, things owning the new england journal of medicine like you think you're going to some august right. intellectual body it's just totally hollowed out propaganda rag um it's just goes i mean just fake tests short tests and how uh, they get no stuff approved mm -hmm. yeah. uh, have you ever wondered this is it's kind of like a random question, and then you know, maybe we'll wrap it up with this. It has to do with censorship, but it, it was just like a thing. I think, guess it's kind of why I was even talking about, you know, maybe seeing a change in like Twitter or other apps. Uh, sometimes I do think the not so much I guess censorship as we would think so, but I think fake accounts get made to push ideas and thoughts. Like I mean. To, to get people who one time were, like, totally against Big Pharma and raging against the machine to all of a sudden switch to believing that you should be doing the opposite, you had to have been influenced somehow. And I don't think it's all from politicians. It's got to be from people that you adorn and think are something on social media, actors and all that stuff. You know, everything mixed in. But I do think... Even for conspiracy theorists, I think it's everywhere. I think you do have accounts on social media that 
are probably run possibly by three-letter agencies that are to just generate thoughts and people to think things. So, like, let's say let's, let's say somehow the government all of a sudden stopped doing that. Will we even notice accounts and shit just disappear off of social media? Right. I think you're right. I think you do think a that's a part of out there that are fronts for yeah. at least an Intel or big pharma thing on Twitter. Like they've taken positions that have already been nullified. So like they're going back. Oh yeah, this is not the case. This thing is good for you. Uh, vaccine. It's you know they they maintain that it's a vaccine. And it's not. Yeah. Oh shoot! Did we lose William? I don't think I've ever had a problem with his connection before. <laughs> Oops. But yeah, I, I do think, I, I don't know if I would consider that really censorship, but I think it's like kind of part of trying to keep the uh, the ideas and the thoughts that the news is telling you, or what they want you to believe yeah. by fake accounts agreeing with it as well. In an opposite way, it's kind of like when pharmaceutical guys go to a doctor and try to push a drug, and so it's kind of like the, the doctor pushing that drug on the patient. It's now the doctors pushing the opinion on social media. So, like, they would get paid regardless to push whatever they do. Yeah, yeah. So. So, no, I have wondered that about a lot of uh, a lot of accounts. Oh, is he back already? That was fast. Oh, you're fast. You jumped on and jumped right back on. That was great. It shut down by itself. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, but all I was just saying to Elisa is that I think, you know, you're agreeing with it, too. I, I do think there's a lot of accounts on social media just to sway mine, you know, thought. Okay, I'm back. I don't know if I would consider that so much censorship, but I do wonder if that's, like, kind of, like, part of just getting people to believe things and shut up about other stuff. So, I think so. Yeah. That's all, really. But, uh, William, do you want to uh, let everybody know who you are again and where they can find your stuff before we end this? Yeah, you can uh, listen to my podcast on William Ramsey Investigates anywhere, iTunes, Google, Podcast Addict. It's all over the place. Spotify. It's hosted outside, <laughs> yes, but outside of the U.S., so I don't get censored. At least I haven't noticed being censored yet. But uh, oh, nice. that's kind of the censorship-free zone. Then my website is William Ramsey Investigates if you like to get books. And then all five of my videos are on Vimeo. And those are up. I kind of flaked and didn't pay my, like, uh, yearly blood money, so I paid it. So <laughs> all the films are up if people want to go nice. see them. I still think my 2017 documentary, three-and-a-half-an-hour documentary on the Spidey Face Killers is still It's still there. And relevant. Yeah. yeah, it's still there, and I think it's still relevant. Like, it's a lot of Very. Oh, yeah. So if people think that this phenomenon is uh, an urban myth, I think no. after watching that, they'll be disabused. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, he. you definitely, uh, that's like one of the things I think the West Memphis Three and Smiley Face Killers, you're really known for. So uh, if somehow people don't know that already about this man, go check out his stuff on that. I highly suggest both. Very good information. And uh, Lisa, I know you don't have anything to plug. I'm good. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate Just me. I appreciate you jumping on. Um, th- I did mention, uh, I, you know, I had asked before about Fauci and uh, Lyme disease. The reason why I mentioned that is because me, her, and Headless are going to be uh, recording an episode about Nazis on Long Island. They were here before right. and after World War II, and they had their hands in some interesting stuff on Long Island. So yeah, look out for that episode. That because that's a real story. He was on one of those islands off of Long Island, and that's where Lyme disease started. And that's what he was studying specifically was, like, how to weaponize biology. Yo, there was an right. area in Yapank that was for Nazis to live in. Yeah. Well, they still own the <laughs> I land. I had no idea. They own the land. You just own the house. They still own the land. And so, like, in 2016, you couldn't buy or sell yet. You had to show proof of German ancestry. <laughs> really? Still. Yeah. It was still Long going Island. on in Long Island, man. Yeah. yeah. It blew my mind. It wasn't like, you know, 1926. I I found all this out because my father started just rambling all this stuff about crazy shit with Nazis in Long Island and Lyme disease. And I was like, what? And I checked it and I was like, yo, my father was actually talking real shit. Wow. Yeah, so it's interesting. So I I was just like, I wonder if Fauci had his hand in that if the Nazis did. Before his time, but that was what he was aspiring to do. Who knows what he was up to for 40 years? I mean, the guy was in one place with like billions of dollars at at his uh, beck and call for decades. It's unbelievable. 
his mentor. Well, I mean, those are gain of functions. When you take regular biologicals and then make them weaponized, that's a gain of function. So they were pioneering the game of function all back then. (laughs) Yes, they were. But yeah, that was that was the reason I brought that up. So uh, people can uh, yeah take a watch out for that. Lisa will be joining that with me and Headless. Uh, Again, William, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a great chat, and uh, yeah, that is the end of another NY Patriot episode. And until the next one, everybody, be well. Later.